Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. We're going to begin a new series today, and we're going to talk about how God likes what He likes. Hebrews chapter 11 is this great chapter of faith. But I found it interesting, the first two verses and the last two verses of this chapter say something that I kind of hadn't noticed before. And here's what it says. It begins with verse 1, which gives us a definition. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old, here it is, earned a good reputation. God likes you. A good reputation. He goes through that chapter and lists several people that we're going to look at in the weeks ahead and see what we can learn from their lives. In the last two verses in Hebrews 11, all these people earned a good reputation. All these people God liked. All these people pleased God because of their faith. None of them received everything that had been promised, for God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. He's working together to bring us all to Him. So I thought we'd begin this morning in this series with looking at this because it's Mother's Day. Women, God designed and God approved. Now, I had my notes and I had some things and thoughts that I had jotted down, and I gave them to my wife and I said, Look, I need you to help me here today. I don't want to say anything stupid, which would be an, a miracle in itself. And I want to say what's right. So go through this, eliminate what I need to eliminate, throw in what I need to throw in. And so she did that for me. And she took out about half of what I wanted to say. So if it's a little shorter today, it's blame her. But I've had her look at it. So we're going to look at some things that God says, this is how I made women. This is how I want them to be. This is the way I like it. Because you and I live in a world that is trying to define femininity, trying to define womanhood, trying to tell us this is what a woman should be like, this is how it should look like, and yet they're so far off base. And so we're going to go to the one who designed us, who had an intent when he created us, And we're going to begin by looking at a woman who was designed by God, and we have to pick up from her and understand he designed women to be satisfied with who they are, with who they are. When God brought you into this world, it was not a mistake. It was his plan. It was his design. We're going to go back to the very first woman who was made. God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, and he made them male and female. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. 
Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant through the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, and everything that has life, and that is what happened. God looked over all He had made. He saw it was okay. Now, He saw it was very good. And evening passed, morning came, marking the sixth day. When God created us, when God made women, He created you perfectly. He looked and said, this is good. All humans are created in the image of God. But you see, we sometimes struggle with who we are and an identity because men and women, we're kind of the same, but we're not the same. We're equal in design, but we're different in function. Women were made intentionally different from men. Now, that shouldn't create a problem for us because, you see, the Godhead, God is three in one, we're made in His image. And yet, each three in the Godhead are equal, but they have a different purpose. Jesus Christ came to provide salvation and to be a sacrifice for our sins. The Holy Spirit came to guide us and to help us in the world that we live in today. God exists to bring people to Himself. And so we find in this image that they are equal but yet different. And so women are made intentionally different. And everyone should be content with the way God made you. He designed you. You are not a mistake. You don't get to choose who you are. God chose that. And no one is exactly like anyone else. Be satisfied. Be content with who you are. You are one of a kind. You are a masterpiece. You are God's design. And God made you on purpose. He made you the way He designed you to be. And He looks at it and says, this is good. The world tends to tell you sometimes that it's not good enough. That, you know, you've got to add this, and you've got to have this, and you've got to do this. But that's not the way God made you. God's made you perfect in His image to honor Him and to be like Him. And so every woman should be satisfied with how God made you. He didn't make a mistake. When He created you, He didn't say, oops, I messed that one up, but it'll be good enough. He said, this is great. I made this. This is very, very good. And so all of us should have the satisfaction of knowing made in the image of God. His stamp of approval is on me. And this is who I am. And this is who God made me to be. And I'm satisfied with that. Secondly, God designed women to be secure in who they are. Because I know God made me, and because I understand He made me perfectly, I don't have to be insecure with what's going on in my life. There was a lady in the Old Testament 
who was a queen, name was Esther. And she was a lady of great character who came into a moment of history that demanded that she step up and save her nation. In Esther chapter 4, verse 13, Mordecai, her uncle, raised her. He sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you'll escape when all the other Jews are killed. You see, there was a plot going on in the land to kill all the Jews and to exterminate them. And if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. And who knows if perhaps you were made queen just for a time as this. Ladies, you are in this world for a time just like this. God has you here now. He has you in the place He wants you to be. He designed you. He says you're able to do this, and you need to be secure in who you are and how I made you because your moment is now. Notice we go on. Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews of Susa, fast for me, do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, even though it's against the law, I will go see the king. You didn't just drop in on the king. You didn't just walk in unannounced. It's against the law for me to go there and to do this and just step in. And notice what she says. If I must die, I must die. Mordecai went away, did everything as Esther had ordered him. A lady who recognized her moment, who understand that God had put her in this place for a very specific time, and she was secure in who she, she was. I can do this. I can step up to the plate. And there's times in life where, ladies, you are asked to sacrifice your life and lay it down for someone else. And unless you're secure and confident with who you are, you're not going to be able to do this. You're going to be grappling with issues that will come to play into your mind and into your life about, should I do this? Can I do this? I'm not able to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. And if you will be able to do whatever God has for you, if you're secure in who you are and secure in who God is, and if you're not careful you will try to overcompensate by trying to be independent or self-sufficient. You will try to live a life that will go contrary to what God made you to do, trying to do it on your own, trying to be the person you think you've got to be. Confidence doesn't come from what you do. Confidence comes from who you are. Your security doesn't come by having the right person in your life. It doesn't come by having the right amount of money in your life. It doesn't come by having a position or a title in your life. Confidence comes by having God in your life. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. God made you as He intended you to be. And you need to be secure. Let God be your strength. Depend upon Him and be confident, if God's with me, whatever He asks me to do, wherever I find myself, I will be able to do it because God is my security, God is my strength, God is my life. He made me as He intended, and He made me for a time like this, and He will direct my steps 
and he will help me to do what needs to be done. And whatever needs to be done, I'll do it. I'll do it to please God. I'll not do it to please me. I'll not do it to please others. I'll do it because it's what God wants me to do. And it takes a very secure person to do that. Thirdly, God designed women to serve. To serve. Now, before you kind of go to the wrong place, let me just say something right here. The highest calling of any Christian is to be a servant. Jesus Christ came to serve. The highest calling we have, men or women, we are called to be servants of God. And there is this another gal in the Old Testament who had this commitment that she was willing to give to another. Her name was Ruth. And, you know, Naomi says to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. You should do the same. You see, Naomi's husband had died. Naomi had two sons. They had died. So she's left with two daughter-in-laws. She's going back because they had left the land because of a famine. So she's going back to her home. She doesn't know what awaits her. And she's going through a difficult time because she's just lost three men of her life. She's left all alone. And all she has is these two gals. And she says, look, go back home. Go, go back to where you belong. You're not going to have anything with me. You know, staying with me isn't going to work out. Go back to your family so they can take care of you, can help you, because I don't have anything to offer. I don't have anything to give. I don't know what my future holds. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I want you to go and have a life. Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you live, I'll live. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I'll be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. The highest calling in life is to serve someone else. Now, the problem with this and the difficulty is this that goes against our nature and goes against what the world tries to tell us is that in order to do this, I have to be willing to think of others before I think of myself. And yet the Bible tells us that the greatest love there is is to lay down our life for another, to be willing to sacrifice our life for someone else to come to that place where I'm willing to serve others when I want to be served, to come to that place where I'm willing to say, like, look, I don't care what you do. I don't care where you go. I don't care how this works out. I am called to be here with you, and I'm going to honor that, and I'm going to do that. And in the world that we live in today, that looks like a weakness. That looks like stupidity. And yet here this woman says, look, I'll serve you. I'll take care of you. I'll help you. I'll be here for you. You're not going to be alone. You can count on me. The greatest calling there is in the world for a Christian is to serve others because we're serving God. And God created us to serve Him. And the greatest way we serve Him is to love Him with all of our heart and soul and to love others, to lay down our life for other people. 
And yet we're told you got to take care of yourself. You got to put yourself in position. You got to take care of you above everybody else. And yet God said, look, I've designed you to serve. I've designed you to be like me because Jesus Christ came to serve. High calling, great calling. And so he created us, designed us to be servants. And ladies, you're so great at this. Thank you for serving so well in so many places. Next, God designed women to have a gentle and quiet spirit. A gentle and quiet spirit. Now, don't get mad at me here. I'll I'll define this in a moment, okay? But first, let me give you the Scripture. Don't be concerned. Peter's writing to the ladies there at at the place that he wants to get a point home and explain to them, this is who you're going to be. This is what life is about. Don't be concerned about outward beauty, fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, beautiful clothes. Now, please, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with fancy jewelry. There's nothing wrong with beautiful clothes. There's nothing wrong with having the hair done. It doesn't say you can't do that. It says, just don't be so concerned about it. Now, ladies, you should really join in there because, yes, you're right. Okay, good. Have all that. He said, look, don't make this your primary concern in life. Don't make this be something that life is about. You should clothe yourself clothe yourself with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God. Now, let me define that word quiet for you because some of you say, no, I'm not going to be a doormat. I'm like, quiet means inside. Inside where no one sees but where you live inside you should not be in turmoil inside you don't have to be in unrest inside there doesn't need to be fear inside there doesn't need to be discouragement inside there doesn't need to be low self-esteem inside god lives in you and the greatest thing you can have is a gentle and quiet spirit You can serve best when you have that quiet spirit. You can have the confidence that you need when you have that quiet spirit. It's when the inner part of you begins to get worked up that fear gets in, that you begin to be desperate for something to try and make you feel like you're different than what you are. And so many people don't understand that. And they spend a lot of money on the outward appearance. You look at the media that is there. It's all about the outward appearance. Now, there's nothing wrong with taking care of the outward appearance. In fact, you should, as the old line is, if the barn needs painting, you paint it. You take care of yourself. Not so that your body or your appearance will be more beautiful, but because you want to honor God. And men, this is good advice for you as well. So don't think it's just them. You and I come to that place where we understand that true beauty isn't about how the outward side looks. You see, it says unfading beauty. Outward appearance fades. It changes. It becomes different. You're pleasant. You're cheerful. Because 
whatever is on the inside will always come out. And when there's a gentle, quiet, confident, secure spirit, that's a thing of beauty. And if you want to be really beautiful, you take care of the outside, but you take more care of the inside. Paul put it this way. He says, look, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. And if you want to do physical training, go to the gym, do it. Great, do it. Nothing wrong. Great. Have at it. But you need to be spending as much time taking care of the inward part of you where real beauty comes from. The part of you that will have the greatest impact on those that matter to you. The people around you, they might be impressed by your beauty, but they'll be in awe by a gentle and quiet spirit. You, you might have people look at you and think, wow, beautiful. Fine. But what really will make a difference in your life and in the life of people around you will be what's inside of you. Gentle, quiet. A spirit where God is in control and God lives. It's the eternal part of you. It's the part of you that matters most. And so God tells us, look, I've designed you. And here's what I've done. I, I've created you to be this person that I'm pleased with. That, that I, I, I designed and created. and it was, It's good. It's good. Yes, sin has done some things. And yes, sin has come in and kind of damaged some of the things that we have to wrestle for that should just be a part of who we are. And the confidence kind of goes and the sufficiencies there and the willingness to sacrifice and, the, and all of that gets into play because of what sin has done. But yet it's still how God made us to be. And he says, look, this is what matters. This is the beauty that God looks at. When God looks at you, He's not that impressed with the outside. He, he, he made you. What he's impressed by is the inside. That's what God likes. One more thing. God designed a woman with a desire to receive sincere praise. Sincere praise. Now, I'm going to go to a passage that women sometimes hate, but Ladies, stay with me, okay? Proverbs 31, last few verses. Charm is deceptive. The outside. doesn't really tell you what's on the inside. You know, I can look pretty on the outside, but if it's not beautiful on the inside, it's deceptive. Beauty doesn't last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. A woman who has God alive in them because she loves God with all that she is will be greatly praised. Do you hear that? You will be greatly praised. It's a promise of God. Reward her for all she's done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. It is right that today we give honor to mothers, to women in general, to tell them, we appreciate you for all that you've done and all that you are. You deserve praise. 
It needs to be sincere. It needs to be honest. And it needs to be given. And God says, look, I made you this way. And if you'll live this way, the way I've designed you, the way I've approved of you, then you'll receive the praise that is due. And so today, we give you praise. Let her deeds declare her praise. Her deeds that come from the inside. Now, here's something all of us need to understand. You can't give to others what you don't have. If you don't have peace on the inside, you can't give peace to someone else. If you don't have joy, you can't give joy to someone else. If you don't have God on the inside, how are you going to give Him to others? If you're not satisfied with who you are, how are you going to help others to be satisfied with who they are? If you're not secure, how can you help others know that they can be secure in Christ? The servant's heart, the gentle, quiet spirit. That's how God designed ladies. And ladies today, you are deserving of praise. We don't say it enough. It should, this day should happen more than one day in the year. It should be a daily thing where we give praise to the women of God who deserve it because of their lives that are being lived that shape the lives of others. And so women, we salute you today. We praise you. We thank you for who you are, the person God designed you to be, the person God likes. Maybe today there's an area here that you know, hey, I need to work on this and I need to deal with this. If you'll just take a moment with me, just let God hear your heart. Say, God, help me here. God loves you. God designed you. God wants to use you and help you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you today for this great day that we get to celebrate women, mothers, for their life, their sacrifice, their servant, their heart. And God, I just pray that you will bless them, help them, strengthen them. In the world that we live in that constantly takes them down a wrong path and beats them up, may we lift them up because of who they are in you. We thank you today. Help each one as they strive to serve you and have a heart for you to have that peace and joy that you give to us. We love you and thank you for it. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.